The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson, hosting today, joined by Ryan Wilson, host of the With the First Pick podcast. Just started their summer scouting school with quarterback previews. Can't wait to hear him thrash Drake May out of UNC. Which will not happen. Who is, sorry to interrupt. Devin Larry left NC State to go to Kentucky. Who Correct. is the NC State quarterback? Uh, Brennan Armstrong from uh, oh, Virginia. Yeah, he actually, threw, he was actually ACC Player of the Year uh, a few years back, threw for 4,000 yards. Last year, he struggled. Yeah, but he, now we got his old offensive coordinator when he was really good. So anyway, this is not this is not an NC State podcast. We're not about that. <laughs> I, have one, I have one more thing. BMAC, would you rather have Brennan Armstrong or Jordan Travis? Oh, that's not even a question. <laughs> not even close, dude. What the hell? That's how, that's how you segue to BMAC. Also joining us, two-time Super Bowl champion, longtime Pick 6 podcast friend of the pod. Yes. Good, for, good friend of ours. And... Host of All Things Covered, featuring Patrick Peterson, Steelers cornerback, his cuz, Brian McFadden. Next two episodes featuring Dick LeBeau and Rod Woodson. Preview and react to Steelers matchups and news all season long. Today, we're going to continue our All 32 series covering every single team in the NFL. What better way to do it than with BMAC and Wilson? BMAC, what's up, man? What's happening, everybody? Let's go. Football um, is right around the corner. Fire I do, I do want to get your very quick, and I realize that this is like one of my... One of my faults, but I need to know, are you worried Florida State's being too overhyped this year? No, okay. not at all. Next I question. Think every, I think all the positive attention they're receiving is deserving. Um, you know, a 10-win season a year ago uh, clearly had Clemson. That was a back-and-forth affair. Kind of got, got, got down early in that ball game, but fought back. Um, so we're, we're, what we're seeing from Florida State in regards to the national attention, I think it's deserving. I mean, they got a lot of they got a lot of good players. Jordan Travis, as you guys mentioned, you know, could be one of the top quarterbacks, clearly not just in the ACC, but in the country as well. So um, I'm excited. And we're going to really see what they have week one out the gate. Indeed, we will. 
Yeah. Back. We've talked about this before, but I just want to I want to point out I want I want for I mean I think the conference ACC is better when Florida State's really good. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? The, do you remember the double overtime fifty to forty four game? In in Tallahassee, Tallahassee. Yes. unfortunately, that was my no. Y'all won. Too. Y'all won that one. You won that one. That that's the one. Of, no. Yeah, yeah, we did the double yeah. overtime in Tallahassee. Yeah. Two thousand three. I was down there. That yeah. place, man. That place is. Loud when y'all are good. Freaking anyway, Philip Rivers, Jericho Cotri. Jericho, yeah. I forgot about Jericho. Also, former Steeler Jericho Cotri. Yep, yep, yep. Actually, I'm trying. I need to see what the. I need to see. Look at these game photos and see if there's. See if we can and I heard them. this while Brenton looks us up, B Mac. I don't know if you heard this back in the day, but I heard that Cower really liked Philip Rivers coming out too. Like they wanted Everybody him. Everybody loved Philip Rivers was whew, clearly one of the best quarterbacks I faced off. Of. Well, I didn't play that game. I think I had a strained groin or something like that, so I wasn't. Oh, the 2005 That's why we game? gave up so many points. Oh, no, I'm talking about that 03. 2003 NCAA game, yeah. That's why oh, you gave up 70 points. Because <laughs> so the 05 game out in San Diego, that's when Big Ben got hurt. I thought he I thought he was done. Remember that? He got his knee mm-hmm. hyperextended? That was my rookie year. That was your rookie year. Yeah. If, um, yeah, uh, yeah. R- Rivers, if Rivers, if the Steelers had picked high enough, R- Cower has sort of intimated that he would, he liked all three guys. He went to Cowher with NC State, so I mean, like obviously, mm-hmm. you know, intimately familiar. But I mean, anyway, let's move on. Segway can be Bill Cowher to the Steelers, and I want to get y'all's sort of uh, temp- gauge the gauge the room here, gauge your temperature check. So I did my quarterback tiers as I'm trying to find it in this freaking Goom- Google Chrome profiles, which I hate. Yeah, Here's I, I put list. Yeah, so I put That's Kenny hard. Pickett in tier. Five, and right, give that some context. The the name of the tier and again, these thank, yeah, thank you. These tiers need context. Future potential can win with them guys, mm-hmm. and the win with them guys above are Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Geno, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett that's his ceiling, but I think that he can as early as this year jump up a tier into tier four or even higher potentially where you're saying this team can be a playoff team. This team can, can win the division, be a shock to win the division. If Kenny Pickett takes a big second, your leap is, is that viable? And, and where are you guys as, um, as Steelers, Steelers let guys, me, let me where are you a, at with Kenny Pickett? Let me issue a quick disclaimer, Mac, and you can go first, but Mac mm-hmm. is a lot like Rick Spielman, my co-host on with the first pick in that he, Rick works for Alabama. So he won't say anything bad about Nick Saban or anyone in that program. And our buddy Pete Prisco gives him a hard time. You see, he works has, for Alabama. Does he work for Alabama? Yeah. No, he goes down there and talks to the players and oh, he has gotcha, a relationship gotcha. with them in the fall. And Nick hasn't, Saban has him come down and talk about the the journey of going through college football, getting to the draft, so on and so forth. BMAC has a long history with Pittsburgh. His cousin is the starting cornerback for the Steelers. All things covered has been all up in the Steelers minicamp business, draft, schedule release. So you're not going to get a straight answer from BMAC. So BMAC. Yes, he's going to get a straight answer. You're going to give a rose-colored, no version of it. So, is Kenny Pickett capable of turning? Uh, the also, we should note we should note as a throwback for the Pick Six podcast listeners, Kenny Pickett. That's right. <laughs> All right, what do you got, B Mac? Yeah, I think he's capable of turning the corner, and the reason why I feel that way. This is a unique, very very informative graphic you guys see right there on your screen. You look at how he started the season compared to how he finished the season. That's why I'm very, very optimistic about Kenny Pickett because his last six ball games, 
he was doing what he needed to do. And because of that, they won ball games. So he really showed shown, showed growth throughout the year. And I'm okay with that because as a rookie player, especially playing the quarterback position, I don't want to see you play your best football in the beginning and then you slow down and you play your, your worst football in the end because now you're not really giving us a lot to look forward to the next season. Kenny Pickett did exactly what most rookie quarterbacks do. Struggle struggle early on, showcase a little bit a little bit of inconsistencies, but then he found his stride. So that's why I feel like yes, I think he can turn the corner. Do I believe he's going to be a prolific passer one of the top passes in the National Football League? No. I don't think they're going to put the football in his hands for him to have those opportunities and that's not you you don't really want to do that, right? Especially in year 2, but I do believe we can see more of what we saw towards the latter part of 2020 2022 starting off 2023 and just being able to sustain that level of production. I agree with you. I was giving you a hard time. And my big issue isn't Kenny Pickett. I didn't Kenny Pickett wasn't my top quarterback coming out, but he I I will get I'll ask the question about the big issue next, unless you just want to go straight to it. I mean No, I was gonna ask, I'm gonna I was gonna follow up the oh yeah, I'm gonna ask that question. Right. I was gonna talk about Kenny and then get to the the elephant in the room, see where BMAC comes down on that. But location matters, right? The team you're playing for, and if he had gone to the Cardinals, for example, he'd probably be out of football by now. But he went to the Steelers, the team that built around <laughs> him. Josh Rosen 2.0, right? Yeah, you don't have a chance. But, I mean, you talked about uh, the way he finished. That Ravens game, that was some big Ben level in the game mm-hmm. stuff in, in yep. terms of that. Najee Harris made that touchdown catch. Yep. And it was against the Ravens, which is even more On important. the road, by the way. On the road. Mm-hmm. Here's my issue. I have zero issues with the personnel on either side of the ball. Here's my issue, BMAC. I think I know where you're going. Blame Canada. Blame yep. Canada. Should yep. Should there be yep. a, another guy calling plays for Kenny Pickett to get the most out of Kenny Pickett in year two? You know what? I, I In regards to the concerns. Boy, this is a real litmus test of these. I think those are all valid. I really thought they were going to go a different direction. Right. This year offensively. Now, maybe Mike Tomlin, he's very, very loyal to his staff. That's one thing we know about Mike Tomlin. And maybe he didn't want to kind of change up the dynamics early on with his young quarterback. But I'll say this. Every week, I feel like Matt Canada will be coaching for his his job in Pittsburgh. So So you think there could be a situation like week seven, if things are going sideways? Oh, no question. Oh, okay. Because the reason why I feel that way, guys, is because this roster is much improved from a year ago. I'm not saying that they expect – instantly to compete for a Super Bowl. We know that's always the standard. But in regards to competing in the division, being a playoff caliber team for sure, that roster on paper is good enough to do so, especially right. on the offensive end. So if they're not putting points on the scoreboard, if they're consistently relying on their defense, T.J. Watt, to bail them out week in and week out, they're not going to stand for that. So All right, we agree. If, if they're scoring points and winning ball games, he's there. If we don't see growth from Kenny Pickett, because we saw in the graphic, the last six ball games, they were what? Uh, what um, uh, the last what five five? They won. They won their last four. They won four in a row. Yeah. If, if we don't see closer to what Kenny did towards the end of the season, and we see more of what he did in the beginning of last year, surfacing this year, now you can't. You can't. You got to get a guy in there that can help your young quarterback grow. Um, are are you guys aware that the Steelers' offensive coaching staff, with Matt Canada, Eddie Faulkner, and Frisman Jackson? And I'm not, I know this is not an indictment of any of them individually. I'm just pointing out a fact. Yep. We're all on the 2013 NC State coaching staff. How about that? I did not know that. That 2013 NC State coaching staff went three and nine and 0 and eight in the ACC. I wouldn't call that a fun fact either. 
Wow. Yeah. Only um, Will will be able to give us that type of. I know, right? Now, they were also on the 2014 AC, uh, NC State coaching staff. And I think they were all there. Canada left after th- 2015. So, like, they were all three of those guys were there together for three years. And so, I am not, I, I don't know how they all ended up together on the Steelers. That's a little weird. Yeah. Let um, me ask uh, both of you a question, and then you can ask the next question, Brenton, but just related to what we just talked about here. So, um, BMAC and Brenton. Two part question: Who mm-hmm. has the best year in year two among the quarterbacks? Can he pick it? Des Ritter, who has all sorts of weapons, he he he's out of excuses and he's just getting his chance. Or Sam Howe. And the second part of the question is, just in related to Kenny Pickett, since we're talking Steelers, who do who does his what will his season most resemble in terms of productivity? In terms of young quarterbacks taking the leap, quote unquote, Jalen Hurts. That's a big ask. Tua when oh, he's healthy, shoot. or Daniel Jones last year. I- I think Daniel Jones probably. Daniel Jones, yeah. yeah. Where it's realistic. take care of the football. Yep. Daniel Jones, I mean, somebody was like yelling at me about having Dak Prescott below Daniel Jones in the tiers. And I was like, look, it's yeah, Daniel. I'm all right with that. Well, it's like Daniel Jones is in the ups, intriguing, but has question marks tier. And Dak is in the, has probably hit a ceiling tier. And here's the thing. If you trade those two players and leave the coaching staffs in place, your tier might switch, I would imagine. Dak would be, yeah, exactly. Coaching, yeah. exactly. Coaching, but to your point, coaching matters. So I think if I were betting on one of those three second year quarterbacks, I'm pro, I, I'm really high on all three of them um, relative to sort of expectations. I'm probably taking Kenny Pickett because I, as much as that the NC State thing is really weird. The fact they have three of those guys from the same college coaching staff. You should ask, ask somebody in the Steelers about that, BMAC, on the, on the, um, and, and give me, I was curious, like, how they all ended up getting there? Is it just referrals from Matt Canada? I, I don't know if I want to ask anybody because they were bad in NC State. Right. No, they were good. They won, eight, they won eight games the next year. Anyway, don't bring, they, it up. They don't bring it up. Yeah, don't. So about the 0 and 8 season, um, I think right. I trust, I trust Kenny Pickett. I trust, I trust, I trust Mike Tomlin. That's who I trust. I trust Mike Tomlin yep. to find a way, even with Matt Canada there, he just wins a lot of games. He is at this point underrated relative to his standing amongst all NFL coaches because Big Ben has moved on. You know, they changed GMs. It's like a new, you know, when when the Steelers moved from your Steelers, BMAC, to mm-hmm. what they became where they were like leaning on Big Ben in the offense with Brown and, and Le'Veon and all those guys. Like, you know, this is a new Steelers thing, and he's ushering in the change without ever really rebooting or without ever having to like re uh, reload, he's reloading, right? He's not having to to rebuild, and I think that really matters in terms of your legacy as a head coach. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think in regards to the three quarterbacks in, in this question, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howard, and Desmond Ritter, I side with Kenny Pickett as well because he's he should be a little little ahead of all a lot ahead of all of the guys because he mm-hmm. played more. You know, we only saw what four games for Desmond Ritter. We only saw Sam Howell play in one game. And both guys didn't really do a lot. We just talked about the growth that Kenny Pickett d- displayed towards the latter part of the season. So, I mean, he has more experience than the other two quarterbacks. And not to mention his offensive teammates, are that's a pretty good offense they have surrounding the young Kenny Pickett. And the same can be said for Washington. I love their offense as well. They, they have some talent as well. And the same can be said for Atlanta. But just from the experience factor alone that Kenny gained last year, I take Kenny. Wilson, um, Kenny Pickett had two games last year with six sacks, back to back. Actually, uh, not great. the uh, The offensive lines. I, I don't. I'm not suggesting it's a huge problem. I'm just curious. You, you know, you look at the depth chart at wide receiver. Actually, I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I'll ask you about the offensive line next. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So you you look at the wide receivers and all of a sudden you have, I mean, Allen Robinson's your three. Pat Fryermuth looks like a legit Number one tight end, mm-hmm. good you know a good for a good second round pick, and then Najee Harris is there as your you know former first round pick. You expect a lot out of him, especially if he's healthy. Um, what do we think about this offensive line? Like, where do we stand on the offensive line? Because I think it's sort of a, it's not you know it's not the uh, you know you, you've seen great Steelers teams in the past that had big name offensive linemen, and, and this doesn't really have that. Although it might still be good, right? Well, here's the thing. I'll tell me what you think about this, BMAC. Number one, they traded up to get Broderick Jones, so clearly that was a concern. Number yep. two. And, you know, you know this better than I do. Tomlin talks about this all the time. You know, the standard is the standard. And I think Dan Moore showed up at minicamp in shape, and he put he took it as a challenge. And he's gotten better, He but he's a fourth-round pick. So there's a reason mm-hmm. you, you draft depth there. They got Isaac Siamalu. He's a mauler. Uh, big inside. pickup. Yeah. Huge. I love that pickup. Yeah. Uh, James Daniels coming off a strong season. So I think the yep. offensive line is going to be a lot better. And I think they played every snap together that the starters did last Ooh. year. And the mm-hmm. one thing I'll mention, B-Mac, in 2008, when you guys won the Super Bowl, that offensive line, no offense to your teammates, statistically they were not very good. Big Ben took no. a beating. And yeah. Tomlin even said, he said, listen, at the time, I remember this, he said there are two ways you can win offensively, with playmakers and the quarterback gets the ball to your playmakers, or you can have offensive linemen block everything up. We're going to have to go with the playmakers because the offensive line isn't where it needs to be. And so you can win that way. It's not preferable in terms of keeping your quarterback healthy, but I think this offensive line is going to be much better than the 08 offensive line. And and they'll give Kenny Pickett a chance to have some success. I think this offensive line unit will be much better than what we saw last year. If this is a if this is a middle of the road or top half of the league offensive line, this offense could cook if Kenny Pickett takes even a half a step forward. Yeah, uh, and that's why people are excited about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And let's keep it real. Even though they have really improved dramatically on both sides of the football, no one is really talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers because of some of the other teams in the division. And if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're okay with that. You're okay with that. Because one thing I know about Pittsburgh, regardless of what they have on their roster, they compete within a division. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, with a rookie quarterback, they, they split every team in a division last year. Well, let me let me let me ask you about a couple uh couple of odds here then related to the Steelers and the division. Their mm-hmm. over under is nine. The that's, win total? That's higher. I, I would go over two. That's that's higher than I expected. Their over under for wins in the division is two and a half, but the over is minus one seventy. So it's really more like three. Yeah, to be max point. They beat Mr. Bisky in week one beat the Bengals where Joe Burrow threw four interceptions. TJ Watt. Well, it wasn't really Trubisky, that was a defense. TJ that's Watt. Right. Beat the Cincinnati Bengals in that before he got hurt. That's yeah. right. And then, yeah. let's see. They beat the Ravens. We talked about that. And of course, they beat the Browns uh, in the last game of the season. So they did. You're right, B Mac. They split. They they actually could have swept Baltimore. Also, the first loss was a close loss. And and the thing about this is, they took care of business against one of the more explosive offenses in the National Football League in Week One with Cincinnati. T.J. Watt went out that ball game and clearly. The the, the 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 wheels fell off a little bit. If they TJ White was healthy, 
throughout the entire year? Oh my goodness. That's, and that's why, I mean, health is very, very important for them. For the yeah. Because you just go back and watch week one of a year ago and see Joe Burrow has to, that has to be the most hated player in the National Football League for Joe Burrow, <laughs> TJ Watt. <laughs> he has to hate him the most out of any other player in the National Football League. I don't know if that's a valid thing but i will i will i want to ask joe burrow like who do you hate the most i'm i'm i i i believe he would say nice. well you talked to tj about the little scuffle they got in was that week yeah. one too where is it with the watt brothers no, that, that was a few years ago the oh, watt okay. brothers torment uh bingles quarterbacks what's up with that yeah jj yeah. remember jj had a pick six of andy dalton in the rose bowl and then he did it again in the press mm-hmm. andy man dalton, that's a cool graphic man just how, just how important tj watt is to the Entire team, not just to the defense alone. For those listening to the podcast, um, with TJ Watt, eight and two last year, one and six without him, gave up less than 17 points per game with TJ Watt on the field and over 25 points per game, down from uh, uh, 3.2 sacks down to 1.1. Turns out the defensive player of the year and one of the best defensive players, or the reigning defensive player of the year at the time, and one of the best defensive players in football matters a lot. Um, (laughs) the, uh, The odds for the division are really interesting to me too because they've shifted a ton. The Bengals now are plus 125. A little yeah. surprising they're plus money. Not surprised they're the favorites. The Ravens have gotten down to plus 275 with Lamar in there, a sense of optimism about Todd Munkin. The Browns are sort of hanging around at plus 380, and the Steelers have, have dipped down, I think, dipped down to 5-1, to one, which is still a pretty good number for a te- for what we think, for a, ni- a, a team with an over-under of nine wins, that which indicates you'll be competitive. To win a division that looks like it's going to be just a, a murderer's row here. B-Man, yeah, let me ask you a question. Too. Go ahead, Ryan. I just want to ask you, are you surprised that the Steelers have the longest odds? Uh, in regards to the division? Yeah, because I feel like Cleveland has a ton of questions. Cleveland's uh, roster is uh, pretty good. I'm not surprised, and I think the odd makers are really expecting Deshaun Watson to look like Deshaun Watson in the, from Houston. That's you know what. what they say? Hope is not a plan, but go ahead. I, I, I think I think I think, I think I people are probably more interested in betting on Cleveland too than betting on Pittsburgh in this spot because of Watson versus like No, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you guys like I'm optimistic about Kenny Pickett, but I think generally the public is like, I mean, Kenny Pickett's not gonna win this division, but it could easily yeah. happen if the defense. Yeah. That's what that's what people are saying because of the quarterback star power within right. the division. Right. I mean, the top two guys with Lamar. And Joe is like, oh, that's already difficult. And then you factor in the experience that Deshaun Watson had has, and we don't expect to see the 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 below average play from Deshaun Watson. I mean, that happens. Cleveland, they're going to burn down the stadium. But uh, I we to, feel like touch, with the full year, he should be much better. Want to touch on the defense too, really quickly? Um, Jerry Porter Jr. and Keanu Benton added as second round picks uh, to the to the uh, secondary, the defensive line, respectively. I mean. You know, Pat P comes over. We're going to get Minnesota Pat P or end of Arizona Pat P? I tell you what, if you want to find out, you listen to All Things Covered because Pat P was was fired up talking about not only the PFF rankings where oh, he was, man, yeah. what was he, 31st? Yeah, yeah, he was 31st. Ranked out of cornerbacks. St- yeah, ranked cornerback, not defensive back. <laughs> not cornerback. cornerback. Well, yeah, uh, Prisco, Prisco was on here and said that Pat P asked him, he's like, what the hell, Pete? When he wasn't ranked in the top 100 last year, he's like, I mean, dude. And well, then he's the like, and then he is, ranked him this year. He's like, look, fair. Pat seemed like he was pretty excited to be Mac about getting a chance to play a little man, which he wasn't given an opportunity to do uh, under Ed Donatel. Yeah, and moving around also. They've been moving around a lot mm. throughout their minicamp OTA practices. He's excited about that. 
Um, you know, just the connection with Micah Fitzpatrick. You mean, I, I, those two guys have a lot in common. Uh, going back to their college days and, of course, seeing what they've been able to do throughout their professional career. So, yeah, Pat P's fired up. He was already fired up by the disrespect because he said PFF, number one, he does not like PFF and how they go about grading guys. But he said he finished last year top 10, I think number six or something like that in PFF cornerback rankings. And how is he 31st now with nothing? No game has been played. So, yeah, he's motivated. And anytime he puts his pads on, man, he's trying to go out and dominate. And he's trying to go at the end of the day, he's trying to get that championship. Let me ask wait, you. Wait, he finished. He he was six overall last year, according to the rankings, and then they're yeah, like, he's he was the like thirty first best. Yeah, yeah. You know, Pat Pat was like top four or five in in all major categories for cornerbacks: P- interceptions, PBUs, uh, man rate rating and coverage, zone rated and coverage, and everything. And so, and, let me ask you. You know, Pat P his whole life. When Pat P gets fired up about something and sets his mind to something, so. What should Steelers fans expect, I guess, is what I'm asking from Pat. Oh, a, a guy who's going to deliver. Because he told Pete Prisco last year, when Pete didn't have him on his list, he said, I bet you have me on next year. <laughs> Pete was he's like, well, 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 show us. Show me. He's scared. He's like, okay, I'm going to show you. Uh, it's no different than when Pat played against Minnesota this past year. And, of course, the uh, not Minnesota, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. yeah, and they were they were just basically saying Pat was washed up and he had nothing left in the tank. And go look at that game. I mean, Pat yeah. was – he's did not he, a big Did he have talker. one where he, like, he had an interception and, he, like, he had, like, five guys around him he was still trying to run around because he was trying to pick six it or something like that? Oh, man, he was just trying to – he was trying to rub it into the Cardinals a little bit. And then he had another one on Robbie. He tried to catch with one hand to, sell, to showboat it. And he dropped that one, and he talked about that on the podcast. So, uh, that's yes, right. I by, uh, Staler fans, you're getting a guy who's still motivated, and he loves the disrespect because that gives him an added chip on his shoulder. It, 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 talk to me about these two rookies, Wilson. Because, I mean, with Larry Ojobi, who I – Charlotte guy. Love him. Big body. Cameron nice. Hayward, obviously, who's – like matured his way into, I think probably being, I don't know if he's first ballot, but he's going to get in the he's, hall of fame. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's going in all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like, you look at that class and there's a couple guys between him and, and Cameron Jordan, two Camerons who've like really had like just incredibly flourishing lengthy careers when, you know, they looked like they were just gonna be really good players. Um, TJ Watt, of course. And then a secondary, I mean like, I don't know. I mean, this defense, I'm intrigued. This defense was good last year is the thing. Now, look, they lost yes. Cam Sutton, and that's a huge loss. But, again, we just talked about Pat P. Uh, that's not a bad trade. And, BMAC, I, I think you would agree with this. Losing J- Javon Hargrave to the Eagles a few years ago, that was a huge loss in the middle of that defense because uh, that's why he got paid, number one, and that's why he just got paid again to go to San Francisco because he is twitched up. He is a problem in the middle of the defense, and I think Keanu Bitten is not that athletic, but he's good and he's getting better, and that pick makes a ton of sense to me. I didn't mm-hmm. love him as high as the Steelers took him, but that isn't, I mean, that's just one man's opinion. So I, I think he has a chance to have a lot of success. And it's hard not to have success when you have those physical tools. You did what you did with Wisconsin. You're playing next to Cam Hayward, uh, who's going to be a mentor to you in much the same way that Pat's been a mentor to Joey Porter. And he's talked about that on the podcast. And let, let me ask you about another rookie, two rookies. Nick Herbig, I absolutely love. I don't know how he did at minicamp, but mm-hmm. he is a he was an edge rusher at Wisconsin. He'll probably move inside. Uh, because he's a little smaller. His brother, they signed to play offensive line, which is sort of interesting. Steelers love signing siblings. But I think he has a chance to contribute uh, in this post-Devin Bush world that didn't work out. And then Corey Trice, who I loved watching last year. I saw him live uh, yeah. when uh, Purdue played Syracuse. And he is tall. He ran a lot better than I thought. I don't know if Pat got a sense for what he he's done in shorts and T-shirts, but I think he has a chance to start out on special teams and, and find his way on the field, too. They have two avatars 
at the cornerback position in Corey Trice <laughs> and Joey Porter Jr. Long, long, I mean, right. long guys that are extremely athletic and very, very rangy. And when they find their niche in this defense, the future will be extremely bright for the Pittsburgh Steelers at the cornerback position with those two avatars. One guy that I'm excited to see is Alex Highsmith because he had a career year last mm-hmm. year without TJ. I think he had 14 and a half sacks. You add TJ into the mix, healthy. You know, everything is going to slide to TJ's direction line-wise. That's going to give Alex one-on-one opportunities. And a year ago, he showed that he can win those opportunities. And don't forget about Marcus Golden as a situational pass Uh rusher as well. And Pat P said he came in, man, when he finally got got comfortable, man, he was really showing a burst. And he can be another, another terror in regards to putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. So, I mean, if you look at the defenses in the in the AFC North, right, based on returning players and additions and based on all four defenses being healthy, I think Pittsburgh is number one. Oh, you think so? Ooh, boy. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that, that's like the Bengals I mean, aren't messing around. The, the issue for Cincy, for me, Trey Hendrickson is their guy. But outside of that, they don't have that consistent guy who can put pressure on quarterbacks. Sam Hubbard's still there, isn't he? Sam Sam Hubbard is there, but I just named three guys that can go get it for Pittsburgh. They got three legit guys. Two for sure. Marcus Golden is a guy who has experience, and he's been able – he's showcased that he he can do it. But I don't know if there's another top two – another – maybe you go to Cleveland with Miles Garrett, and um, they just got Zadarius, right? Yeah, Zadarius trade for Zadarius, yep. Yeah, they 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 added Sedarius, but I mean, and and then when you factor in um, the secondary play, along with I I do believe Pittsburgh is going to make a move at the inside linebacker position as well. Oh, you think so? It's all said and done. Yeah, I think so. Because they got Cole I think Holcomb. the con man. I think Omar is going to make a move. The con man, as I call him. How are right. we? How are we? What's the vibe on? And I'm I'm obviously without Katie Mox here to rein me in. I'm running this podcast. That's the longest one yet. Um, of these all thirty twos, but. Uh, I feel like Omar Khan's done a really good job so far as GM, like the sort of a seamless transition, very reminiscent, not surprising of uh, Ozzie Newsom and Eric DaCosta and sort of what they did in uh, in Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, and, and Ryan, I would love to hear your answer on this. I think Omar has done a real good job at, in his first full off season as the GM for the Steelers. No, absolutely. And, you know, we talked about this. Um, Kevin Colbert was a football guy and Omar is a numbers guy who's been in that organization so long. He, he knows how things run and BMAC, you can speak this better than I could, but he, I would imagine knows who to lean on. I'm sure yeah. he and Tomlin, we saw them and they were together. Um, they were joined at the hip at the pro days, sharing those conversations because you, you sort of have to, it's sort of a group decision. And sometimes you see, especially when you get that high up in an organization, there's a struggle for power and you don't get mm-hmm. that sense in, in yeah. Pittsburgh. Everyone stays. No, people don't get fired every two weeks, and there's stability, and the ownership is is great, and I think it starts there. But Mac, let me ask. By the way, you by the way, that may that may be part of why Matt Canada still has his job as a a Mike Tomlin going with sort of the I company guess. policy of let's not rush things when it comes to very important hires and fires. Mm-hmm. Mac, let me ask you this, and you you may not want to answer this. You can just say move on. Would you rather have James Harrison and Lamar Woodley or T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith? In their prime, yeah, you can take the best of the best. You mean both in their prime? I, I, um, I, I got. That's not that's it, not. To, you can say that's a stupid question. <laughs> no, Woodley in their prime? Yeah, we'll wait. We'll say oh wait. 
Take a minute. Yeah, that, 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 oh, shit, man, them boys was. Watts, Watts probably the best guy out of the out of the whole group. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, Woodley Watt, Harrison combined better just, than Highsmith. What would be the best second. guy? You just said a prime, a prime. Well, hold on. A prime James Harrison though. If what is the best guy, James Harrison is right there. No, that's right. They're one and two, one and one A even. Yeah. But you it, just it, said it's, Alex Highsmith had 14 and a half sacks last year. Yeah, but what what Woodley With no was help. Doing, we just and also too, we saw that one year. So we need to can we see okay. something right, similar to that? Right. I, I'll tell you what, if you put a non-former football player on the field and said, Do you want to get hit by TJ Watt or James Harrison? Ten out of ten are picking TJ Watt because TJ Watt's uh, easing up as before he hits you. James Harrison's yeah, yeah, yeah. speeding up. All right, yeah. uh, we'll get out of here on this. We were putting people to sleep, man, and James Harrison put people to sleep. They probably still sleep. Remember that Colt McCoy hit that like yeah. basically changed the concussion yeah. rules? Oh, he hit he Massaqua went to sleep yes. because of yeah. James Harrison. Was Josh Cribs went to sleep. That's all in the same game. Oh, yeah. They tried he to got fined 75000 if I'm not mistaken. I is that think the game, that game Antonio Brown kicked the punter, too? No, 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 no that was later. No, that was later. This yeah. was this was Colts maybe rookie year. Yeah, he was young. In Pittsburgh, we had the throwbacks on. James Harrison got fined. It was a Thursday night game. No, it was a 1 o'clock game. Was it? Yeah. He put, oh, he got now, he put somebody to sleep Thursday night, too. Yeah, that was Cole. That was Cole. Cole was lifeless on the field. Everybody's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the game I'm oh, talking about, Josh, <laughs> Josh Cribs and Mohammed Massaqua, yeah. they went to sleep that game. Yeah, the same game. Yeah, and he got fined. Yeah. That was when like the NFL was really. T- anyway, we're we're getting way off track. I'm gonna get in trouble here. But the, um, here's what I'm gonna throw at you guys. At Caesars right now, you can bet on best regular season record, and I'm gonna throw out that I like the Pittsburgh Steelers at forty to one. They're the best regular season record in the NFL. In the NFL? Oh, in the NFL. 40 to 1. That's tough. That's, that's, that's you tough. Be, you got to have some guts to take that bet, to make that bet in the NFL? I thought you were going to say wow. the, the AFC North. Yes. Well, 40 to 1. I don't want to put nothing on that one. No. Ooh, no okay. I, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, all of a sudden, you get a little money involved in the the The, 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 the entire NFL. Did you you, know, know, you got to factor in Andy Reid, who yeah. all they do is win at least 13 games a year, well, every the Chiefs, year. The Chiefs are under four to one to have the best record. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You'd have to, well, win, you know what? You'd have to win 13 you, or 14 games. For, for our betters out there, if you guys were paying attention to the spreads in the lines, they had Pittsburgh some months ago win total at eight and a half. That's what I'm saying. Dude, it said nine win total, but they can't yeah. win 13. And games. now it's at nine, right? Yeah. But think about getting it. A, month, a few months ago, eight and a half, all you got to do is win nine wins. All Mike Tomlin does is win, or finish above 500 every year. Yep. Like right. that was a given. That'll do it for the Pittsburgh Steelers, all 32 podcasts, the longest one in the series. Guaranteed. We're talking about the Steelers. We can't shortchange. Right. Well, also, like we had, you know, we hadn't chatted with you guys in a while. It's good to catch up. Yeah. Subscribe. So you, yeah. you listen to this podcast, you like football, you like CBS Sports, the, the podcast family. You got two members of it that you just heard talk. With the first pick, subscribe there. Summer series on quarterbacks coming up. Ryan Wilson and Rick Spielman. And then all things covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. Got the, uh, all the Steelers. Like, if you if you are a Steelers fan and you're not subscribed to that podcast, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Oh, my goodness. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, because, I mean, it is peak Steelers season on all things covered. Fellas, thanks as always. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir.